Hi everybody, I'm Jim Weisfitch. This is the lovely Jane Weisfitch sitting next to me. At the age, tender age of 19, she defected from communist Czechoslovakia. And the people who defected from communism certainly do not like to see their country turned into a communist country. You think that's what's happening, Jane? You're talking about the um, Ukraine? Oh, I should be. T- yeah, let's start Ukraine. Well, no, let me play something first. I, well, I don't it, see. Let's you. start a mass mandate first. Uh, okay. Then I'll go on to, into my rant. I'm changing things up a little bit. Please here. do. We're going to go into your rant first. What rant? This I is, have plenty. This is King Lamal. Great, it's not playing. All right, so. Um, at least talking about it, we just don't hear it. We don't hear it. Anyways, Lamont just uh, announced um, the um, mandate. The lifting of the mandate. Thank you. Um, but it is up to every school district to decide what they want to do. So it's up to the parents, once again, to uh, go after these uh, superintendents and um, um, the di- what is the what is the uh, name uh, the of school superintendent? Yeah, but what is the uh, school run by? Um, they are school districts. Well, you still have to go after them. Um, so he's doing it. You know exactly why he's doing it. He's doing it be, because um, he's running for re-election. Because we know that is most effective. I don't see and any. Um, I have to say, our educators have been of you incredibly. Um, uh, persistent in that and right now I want to say that I'm an educator and I believe in what the Department of Public Health has put forward all through this pandemic as a direction for us to follow and this is during if the they feel that, that we are at a place now where we can mandate. move to a, um, a different path let's see if um, I can find exactly where he's talking I don't see you. There he is. Here he comes. Community, that that is what works best for you. However, if you choose not to, that is what we're allowing you to do by removing the statewide I don't see anything on a screen. As the governor has said. So we will certainly be giving guidance to help people navigate those tough... In other words, we're not live? Uh, No, I don't think so. Let me open it up and I'll tell you if we're live. Once again, we have to ask our audience if we're live. It says we're uh, live. Well, okay, well, but live I don't... video I is starting. Okay, it hasn't started yet. But I can't... It says live video starting. Okay, well, there you go. Oh, it takes forever to start this video for some reason. I think it's our internet connection. I could be wrong on that. I don't know what, but I can't... If I can't share it, then you don't have anybody watching and anybody um, sharing their experiences is anybody out there uh if you could just go go to the comment section live video starting it's still starting that's if that's a glitch in the facebook stuff it's not us we're fine we are in other words we're doing everything right Okay. And it says that our panoramic is up. See, it says we're connected right there. We 
green light. Everything's fine. Well, I don't have anything. Well, then we're not live. That's Facebook. That's not us. Okay. Well, then I guess we're shut, shut down. Um, whatever. And you can't even tell anybody that we're here. Nope. Anywhere. All I can do is restart it if you want me to. I don't know what to do, Jim. I don't know what to tell you. Not either. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, if anybody can follow us. Um, All I can do is restart if you want me to. I'm not getting anything here. It says live video is starting. So maybe we should just be patient. I don't know. Then we'll see how long it takes to start it. Then that's how soon we'll start. It's headed far, far ahead of time. Guess we have to start it at 20 minutes before 4 o'clock. We have to maybe go to YouTube Live and leave Facebook. Sorry. It's my only option. You want to shut it down and start elsewhere. Believe me, this is frustrating to me. Camera's working, and the microphones are working, and the board is working. But no phone and no people, apparently. Because even this shows nothing. But it does say live. Jane, see? No, it's it says still live. saying video is starting. I know, but here it says Okay, live. well, if anybody can let us know, 860-888-2101. Or eight six zero nine nine six, um, zero three zero eight. Um, I'm just. I'll give out the number again. Eight six zero eight 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 two one zero one. Eight six zero eight 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 two one zero one. Okay. Well, you just want to just talk. Um, yeah. Let me call Don Pesci and see if he can. He's see not us. ready. He might be able to see us. He's he'll, not, he'll be there. He's not ready. He'll be there. He's not ready for another. Jim, you cannot do this. For another 20 minutes. But he watches. All right. He, well, he then, then I'm leaving. I'm not doing this your way. Okay. What do you want me to call? Either you are programmed for oh, you uh, 430. I'll ask Christine. See if she's online. Is that her? Which one is her? Neither. Neither one of these? No. Uh, I asked you there. I asked you to get up here. I was up here. Um I'm trying to think the only person I can think of calling is Don to see if he if he can see us. Bye. Thanks for helping me out here. I didn't know I was going to do this.
Jane, can you come here and help me out? It's, it's Christine. Hello, Christine, are you there? Hi, Jim, this Christine, is Christine. can you see us on the air? Yes, I, I was watching, yes. So you can see us, so we are there. Yeah, and I saw Jane, like, walk out. <laughs> Jane, can you come back? We are on the air. We are on the air, but we're on the air, Jane. And I wanted to give give you a rant on masks, if you would, please. So there's no need to restart it. We've been on the air. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I, I've seen it come on. And we've seen Jane get up and leave. Okay, we saw that. We saw Jane get up and leave. Yes. Um, what's your feeling on all of a sudden the CDC and Biden and Lamont deciding that we can go maskless again, especially well, in our schools with the kids? Well, that's up. To, the schools are now going to fight this. Uh, well, it's a local thing. You know, our local school board's going to have to vote on it. Teachers unions are going to drag this out for as much as they can. And what's your feeling on Ukraine? Do you think that, in fact, they will, um, that Russia will invade Ukraine? That Biden, they'll force Biden's hand on this? I think they want to test how, if he's going to, if Biden, they're going to test his resolve. You know, Biden talked, we're going to do sanctions, we're going to do this and that. I think they're going to test and see how strong he is. Christine, I'm going to play my, so you think he will invade, Putin will invade? Yes. But we, to we see need how to have, strong he is. Yes, I think he's going to test. And then we'll see what happens with China going after type, uh, Taiwan soon. And this hey, is going to set all the dominoes. Christine, here's a quiz for you. Which woman has okay. moved ahead of Nancy Pelosi on the annoys me the most list? <sighs> Biggest bitch in government. Shouldn't say she, bitch, but well, you you could say she's the biggest. Um, who do you think is ahead of Nancy? <laughs> who do you think is ahead of Nancy Pelosi now on my list as the person well, who annoys me the most? I'm going to play her for you right now. Let pay attention here. Okay. CNBC is doing their own thing about the market, and then on Fox is Janine Pirro talking about soft on crime consequences. I mean, what what does that even mean? Right. Um, so there's an alternate universe on some. Well, she's saying the uh, judge named Piro's in an alternate universe oh, really? where she says soft on crime policies has led to an increase in crime. Well, she's living in the alternate universe, Christine. Is that Jen Psaki talking? That's Jen Psaki, Jen Psaki. Oh, my God. She's the mouthpiece for this, for this, all this nonsense. She's as fake as her hair color. Can someone please explain to me? How Why she colors it cherry? Is how this soft on crime is helping anyone out? It's not helping anybody out, and apparently the White House is denying that anybody's soft on crime. But when you make armed robbery in New York City less than a felony, it's not a felony anymore. In other words, if you hold somebody up in a grocery store and you pull a gun on them, that's not a felony anymore. It's disgraceful. Armed robbery is no longer a felony. <laughs> And 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 there's still the Dems still want to blame the guns. How about you blame the criminals for once? This is the one thing I can't stand is how they're demonizing they're demonizing the police and the military and all the other first responders, and they're bending over backwards for the criminals. And we've seen a rise in murder rate in Hartford and in New York City and in other cities around the country. Chicago too. Well, that's not a yeah, surprise. We- I just heard something on a different station in the car coming home from work with a former New York mayor. 
you said for the first um the for a first term mayor's first month the crime rate in new york city was it was the highest increase in the, in the last month let me finish jen pasaki here for a second Sure. She actually laughs at the American people for thinking crime has gone up. What's scary about it is a lot of people watch that. Okay, so to be clear, that wasn't her reaction in the White House briefing room, clearly. That was the actual interview in which she didn't reference a Chiron. She referenced someone on our network, a colleague of ours, talking about soft on crime consequences. Again, she was asked about this a few moments ago in the briefing room and said this. Were you speaking in your personal opinion, or is that at all um, a reflection of the priorities of this administration? That's Fox News' Jackie Heinrich uh, asking the question of Jen Psaki. Listen to Jen Psaki's answer. Criticism is that um, it would reflect that crime is not a priority of this administration. Well, I encourage anyone to listen to the full context of the interview and the conversation. What I was speaking to was a Chiron on Fox News, since you raised it, which suggested this administration is soft on crime with no basis, given we have had many conversations and back and forth with you and your colleagues about the prioritization of the president to uh, ensure that we are working as close partners with leaders, whether it is Mayor Adams, who he's going to spend the day with on Thursday, or others in the country. And the facts speak for themselves. Yeah, the facts do speak for themselves. A 40% <laughs> rise in murder rates in New York City. Come on. This Jim. is unbelievable. I mean, do they think that we're that this stupid? Or yeah, they, they do think we're that know. stupid. They do actually think we're that stupid. They were hoping that we're not paying attention. I mean, it's tough with what's going on. All these stores are closing because of crime not being uh, prosecuted. People having a, the thieves and shoplifters having a field day. And when you go to the store, the stores, the shelves are empty and it costs so much more to get. And gas went up like 25 cents from last I noticed in a week or two, too. It's only going to go up more and more, too. Amazing. Truly amazing. Christine, thanks for jumping in like that. I appreciate it. So we, oh, are, no on the, we are on the air. Uh, thank you for taking my call. And we are on the air, afternoon. Christine. You can yes. see us? Yes. Okay, thanks. Very much. Have a good Thank you. Don Pesci's coming up now. Oh, cool. I'll be all right. Cool. Thank you. It'll be great to listen to Don. Don's going to talk about Blumenthal. Oh, good. I can't what wait to you, listen. Wait a second, Christine. I'm going to keep you on the line because you had a nickname for Blumenthal, correct? You came up with two nicknames. Wasn't that you who had a nickname for Richard Blumenthal? All I could say. After appearing before you. the Communist Party in Connecticut, in New Haven. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't I'm, you. No, Maybe I don't have somebody a nickname. Else. Okay, Christina, thank you very much. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Okay, it's called Don Pesci. He's going to join us now. John has some choice words for somebody like Richard Blumenthal today. Hey, Jim, I am. Hey, good. Thanks, Don. Don, have you been watching it all? Can you see us online? Oh, yeah. I've been watching. So we've been on the air. We haven't been off the air. Oh, Jane says she has been, So we have been on. It says Jane hasn't been able to pick up the uh, the video feed for some reason on her laptop, or on uh, not on her laptop, but on her iPad. I'm not sure oh, why, but we're on sometimes. the air anyway. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Sometimes what? Yeah, sometimes that's just the iPad. You know, my wife has the same problems. 
sometimes it's not a strong enough internet signal. Well, that that could be true too. Uh, so what we, you you have some great stuff on Richard Blumenthal. I mean, he seemed to yeah. me to be very vulnerable in the Senate, even with a D after his name. Yeah, I think so. I think people now, especially within the Republican Party in Connecticut, they appear to have some you know, pretty strong candidates. Um, um, uh, both, uh, well, Claris is a is a doesn't take a lot of nonsense, so she'll she'll do good in any confrontation. Is it definitely true that Claris is going to run for a Senate? Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah, she's going to run for the Senate. Leora Levy, uh, who's uh, also a, a tiger, uh, uh, and Levy was, uh, Levy's family were uh, uh, thrown out of uh, Cuba by the Castro regime. So um, she's a little bit like, uh, she's a little bit like your wife, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, communism and foreign policy. And uh, then, uh, uh, um, uh, Peter Lamash is also a very uh, strong candidate. So they've got three possibilities there that are strong. They'll they'll all go to the uh, to the uh, Republican uh, primary threshing floor, so to speak. And uh, you know the, the well, Richard, will... Richard has a bunch of things going against him, including this Don Pesci. Don Pesci, for those of you who are listening out of state and don't know him. Don Pesci is a conservative columnist in Connecticut, a rarity indeed, but a very successful conservative columnist and a contributor to RadioViceOnline.com. Don, thank you for posting your articles there. Here's this. And I know that congressmen like Chris Shays are working very hard to change that situation. We have learned something very important since the days that I served in Vietnam. And you exemplify it. Whatever we think about the war, whatever we call it, Afghanistan or Iraq, we owe our military men and women unconditional importance since the days that I served in Vietnam. And you exemplify Oh, uh, they're lying about serving in Vietnam, trying to make Vietnam veterans think that he was one of them. I don't know why he did that. He was in the Marines, but he never served in Vietnam, did he, Don? No, no, he was in Washington, D.C., actually. Toys uh, for uh, Tots. Yeah, delivering toys for Tots. But, yeah, you know, and then he was also uh, working hand-in-hand uh, with the Washington Post at, at some point when he was uh, uh, down there. Also, he had a, he ran out, uh, his deferments ran out. And uh, so he joined the, uh, he joined the National uh, the national, I think it was the national guard. Uh, national, I don't know what it was, uh, but but he joined. Uh, he joined the Marines. Yeah. So, uh, but that's the least of his problems at this point. You know, he's been down uh, very recently, uh, confabbing with uh, uh, notorious communist in the state. Yeah, tell of, us uh, about that one. Um, that's a bigger problem. What did he do with the Communist Party in Connecticut? Where did he? Yeah, go? yeah. Where yeah, was that? And Joel, the Communist Party in Connecticut operates out of New Haven, and they're strongly allied with uh, Union forces uh, in New Haven. They do favors for each other. So Blumenthal went uh, down uh, to the Communist uh, uh, Party, uh, who, who, which was uh, celebrating its 20th 
uh, anniversary uh, here, maybe more than 20. Uh, don't hold me to the number, uh, but it was cel- celebrating an anniversary here in Connecticut. And uh, he was uh, found out, uh, I think uh, he was uh, f- found out probably by the Yankee, by Fitch and the Yankee Institute at first, and then other people uh, nationally and, and also in the state began to pick up the story. Um, so uh, somebody got to him and said, you know, well, why'd you do this? And uh, he said, well, he didn't, you know, he didn't really uh, know that, uh, you know, that where he was, that it was a communist party. He thought he was at a union gathering. He thought he was at a union so, gathering. Sure. Fat chance. Well, if Jane were yeah, she'd tell you they're one of the same in, in communism, organized label in communism, all working hand in hand. That's what Jane told well, me in Czechoslovakia was that way. That labor unions worked hand in hand with the Communist Party. Yeah, well, you were, what made you were that virus, you were a comrade if you were in a union. What made that claim so implausible was was that um, uh, uh, Joet Fishman, who's the, the the leader of that group uh, here in Connecticut, has been around for about. For his, she's been around for as long as Bloomfield has been in politics, I think. And at one point, I think she ran for governor. So, you know, for him to claim that he didn't know who these people uh, were, he didn't know where he was, is on a par with his claim that he served in uh, that he yeah, served uh, in Vietnam. Yeah. So he, he knew full well where he was, is what you're saying. Oh, absolutely. Of course he did. And, you know, what, why do you have, Jim, why would you bother to uh, pay the salaries of, 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 pay the very expensive salaries of a major uh, staff in Washington, D.C., if those people uh, weren't able to guide you uh, through these troubled waters. I mean, uh, everybody knew what he was doing. He just got caught. And uh, here's the, uh, here's the thing about when Blumenthal gets caught, he doesn't fight. He runs. He runs away. And uh, this is uh, what, yeah, this is what he's going to be doing uh, when, when uh, the uh, Republicans who are running against him uh, in uh, 2022. Uh, uh, yeah, what would uh, he say to Themis when Themis brings this up? Well, no, it's just when the Republicans are going to want to confront him in a debate, he's not going to be there. He'll be off uh, doing something else. You know, he it stand, it's to his advantage to uh, shorten the number of times that he that he that he's confronted by Republicans in debates before an election. This is what he does all the time. This is his modus operandi. So you don't think he'll debate, Themis? I think he'll give her one debate. And that, that'd be gen- just like that. He'd give her a debate. In other words, I don't have to do this. I'm doing this out of the kindness of my heart. That's the kind of guy I am. Oh. Yeah. Could and, he lose and, based and the- on all of this, do you think, based on his Vietnam quote? And based on his quote of uh, talking to no, the Communist Party, could could that cause him to lose? Do you think? Or tie into Biden? Could, I think if people begin to understand that Blumenthal will do anything at all, anything, go anywhere uh, uh, to gain one vote, no matter where it comes from, if they understand that. And they also understand that he's willing to sacrifice his principles and sound policy judgment in order to get some votes. He's going to be in trouble. 
But you, you, in order for people to understand these things, you have to have Republicans who are going to prosecute that particular case. But Republicans who are going to stand up and say, "Look, this guy," you know the old saying, Jim. You, you can run, you you, you can, uh, you, you know, you, you can run, but you can't hide. hide yeah. Blumenthal has reversed that saying. You know, when you, when he's confronted with something that's unpleasant for him, he knows he can hide. He knows he can hide. He just uh, does. He disappears. And so uh, this is uh, you know, people in the media in Connecticut are going to have to confront him with some unpleasantries and stick around, stay around. Talking uh, with Don him. Pesci. Don Pesci is a conservative columnist here in Connecticut, Connecticut and RadioViceOnline.com contributor. So if you want to see his columns, you can always find them there. You can find them at LinkedIn, too. But I prefer you go to RadioViceOnline.com. Also, one other thing I'd like to ask you, other than buying Jane's book, please subscribe to one of our podcasts. In other words, subscribe to the podcast, either Google Play or Apple iTunes or Spotify. All three of them are up there, so you can subscribe to any one of them. There are plenty of podcasts that take you all the way across the country, listening to me and Jane and also Don as well. Don's a frequent contributor on our live show. I'm sorry, Don, go ahead. You were going to say about... Well, you know, since his uh, modus operandi is to run rather than to fight, uh, is the only way that people in Connecticut are going to be able to find out what he thinks about very, very important issues is, number one, if Republicans confront him as often as possible immediately, immediately after he says something that's particularly wrong, or if uh, the Connecticut media suddenly wakes up and realizes that that uh, you know that a campaign is more than just satisfying a powerful incumbent. They should be asking him definite questions, and they should be asking him particular questions, and they should hang around, that's stay around. And, with, that's not going to happen with the media, you know that, Don. Well, I don't know. You know, uh, they they you know the media are interested in uh, in what appears on television screens and what appears in newspapers. And uh, they like uh, political fights. They do like the political fights. So I don't know. We're going to have to see how this unfolds. You actually think the media would go after Blumenthal on the veracity of his statements? There's well, a I think, uh, I, word. I think if, yeah, I think, you know, if he comes out and says something that's particularly idiotic, which uh, happens uh, more frequently than people know, um, you know the the uh, the media should uh, the media should ask him pertinent questions, uh, questions that were that that reveal his policy preferences, and stick around until he actually answers the questions. That's their job. That's what they're supposed to be doing for everybody, not just Blumenthal. Everybody. Here's one thing I'd queued up for Jane because Jane was running this all along. She had said this all along. Here's Ned Lamont earlier. When we were only doing PCR tests, there are 4.5 million self-tests that the state has provided in addition to other tests that people can buy over the counter right now. In addition, we know that hospitalizations are a very reliable number that we can follow. That's a hard number. I don't seem to have a kid up to the right spot. Here he is now. 
as regards giving us a little bit of flexibility when it comes to purchasing, when it comes to allowing, um, you know, some yeah, more flexibility now, Don. to uh, help out in, in a pinch. He, so uh, he's and, lifting and the mask mandate. The, the mask mandate. And um, if they um, let those 11 EOs, including the mask one, go through, what that says is uh, subject to Commissioner of Education and Public Health, we would have uh, the discretion to um, this is courtesy you know, make the change we're public, talking about, which is public access television schools and our CD um, networks. So would that yeah, give well, you, you know, the so he's lifting the mask mandate. He says because cases have dropped so far, he's got more flexibility. Do you buy that, or is it the no, midterm I, elections? I think that Lamont already has made several very bad mistakes, and one of the mistakes is in in prolonging for much too long the mask uh, mandates. Uh, mask mandates are harmful. Uh, to uh, children of, of a certain age, to uh, K from let's say K from eighth uh, from eighth grade. Do you realize we uh, have an uh, entire generation of children who've never seen their teachers' faces? They have no idea what their right. teachers look like. That's right. Uh, they they've had virtual teaching, and virtual teaching produces virtual idiots. Um, that's that's not the proper way to. It's not the proper way to confront a student with. Uh, with uh, uh, courses on mathematics or courses on uh, literature or anything else. It's just not proper to do it that way. But the mask mandate, the mandates, the mask mandate should have been gone a long time ago, especially for kindergarten up to eighth grade, because the, because COVID is, uh, COVID hasn't really affected that group of people in the same way that it's affected elderly people. You know, COVID kills elderly people. Uh, young kids get a, get the sniffles, they get a cold, and they develop natural immunity. I so, do not like the I, fact that they want to vaccinate five-year-olds either. In fact, we've had one doctor in particular saying that he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't have vaccinated a child that young. He's vaccines. I know that Facebook will probably take me off for spreading misinformation, but that's straight from an MD at a major oh, hospital in this state who says that five years old is a bit too young to give them a vaccine because we still don't there, know. You there, know should be a way of re- there should be a way of rewarding people who do and say the right things like that, you know? There should be instead of uh, removing us from Facebook. I know now they'll put a warning up, uh, Don, that says anything I say should be checked out first. But what should be checked out first are the vaccines and their boosters. That is a moneymaker for these pharmaceutical companies. Huge moneymaker. Sorry, Don, go even ahead. Fauci, even Fauci, the prince of masking, even Fauci has said that the, that the whole idea of masking is coming to an end. He said it. Um, so um, Even the you know, CDC put out a report that said these paper masks do little or nothing to prevent the spread of COVID. And these, That's uh, right. these cloth masks tend up getting dirty and end up hurting these kids more than they help them, even though they look That's flashy. Right. They were never efficacious. Those masks, the masks that, that Fauci was asking people to wear early on, they were never efficacious at all. Didn't do a thing. And the new mask that they have right now uh, is, is, like, uh, slapping, uh, is like slapping a piece of tape over your mouth and nose. You can hardly breathe through them. I don't know if you tried, but, you know, they're really awful. 
I haven't tried the new mask yet. I know. I think Jane just ordered some. Jane, did you order new masks? Do you want to come and join the conversation with Don on masks? Uh, We are on the air. We have been on the air for some time now, Jane. Uh, Here's here's, uh, Governor King Lamont one more time. So much percentage of COVID. So, Bob, thanks for that question. I think, you know, some of my comments in the beginning this were to reflect that many of the metrics... It's very disjointed. I'm sorry, and I couldn't narrow it down. I apologize. One bad piece of audio for sure. But Lamont, and it just seems to me that it's more political than anything else. Don. It's always been political, Jim. In other words, political. Got, they've got elections coming up, so he has to end the mask mandate fast. Because, you know, he, he, he's not stupid. He can see the polls. And the polls show one thing. They show that the voters of Connecticut do not want these masks anymore. And like you you yourself pointed out, the mask mandate should have ended long ago. Even more so, Don, is that Governor Lamont's extension of powers was ludicrous at some point, don't you think? What was it, extended six times? Six times, yeah, that's right. And and it's not, you know, we're not absolutely certain that it could not be extended a seventh time. We don't know that. Um, so, uh, but, you know, the real harm here, Jim, the real harm, well, there's been medical harms also. Uh, kids, especially for kids and, and older older people who are in, uh, uh, you know, who are, are comorbid uh, yeah. people. Have Bill, people like health. me. Yeah. And you know, uh, I've lupus so, and I'm older. I've got the double yeah. whammy. Yeah. So, um, you know, what should have been done right from the beginning is uh, uh, the the government, uh, not, not necessarily the federal government, but the state government should have concentrated wholly, not wholly, but very fiercely on uh, uh, the people who are most prone to, uh, to uh, to uh, die from COVID, and, th- and these are people in uh, you know assisted living and uh, people in hospitals, and, uh, people in long care uh, long care facilities. They 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 should have been they should have been first uh, on the list of on the to do list uh, for governors across the nation. They, that wasn't the case. We know uh, in New York uh, where Andrew uh, Cuomo's uh, where the bodies kept piling up in Andrew Cuomo's uh, corner. Don, you want to uh, sum and, this uh, up on Blumenthal real fast because I have to say goodbye to you. Sure. Well, sum you know, up Blumenthal up. real fast. Sure. He's up for election. They have three uh, very, uh, very articulate Republicans who plan to run against him. Uh, I think depending on the quality of their campaigns against him, Blumenthal will either lose or win. But it's all going to depend on Republicans and but, how they they present themselves to voters. But he could possibly lose. Themis could beat him. I think Themis oh, is yeah. a very attractive candidate. No pun intended. But I think she's yeah. No, good. I I think she's a very strong candidate. Yeah. Oh, down my mind. But, take, Don, take a bow here. Hang on a second. Don't go away. All right. Okay, bow. That was Don Pesci was trying to. Don Pesci, a conservative columnist, and he writes for his own blog, Red Notes from a Blue State, donpesci.blogspot.com. But you can always find his latest columns at radioadviceonline.com as well.
Don Pesci, blogsfight.com. Don, thank you for joining us. Another, some more uh, applause it, for you. Thank you, Don. The, obviously, the audience loves you, too. You could hear their applause, I'm sure. It's always a pleasure. Say hi to, uh, say hi to Jane for me. Absolutely, too. I will. Okay. Jane, Don says hello. Okay, see you, Don. Thanks. All right, take it easy, Jim. Yep, yep take Bye-bye. Bye. Anyway, I want to spend the rest of my time getting calls from you guys. 860-996-0308. I'll see if I can actually type that in. I might be able to, although I don't think so. No, it's not letting. It's not giving me a, a chat room today. I think that's because it says the internet signal isn't strong enough. That's really a shame. Just doing some cleanup work on the phone here so you guys can call in. It's six zero eight 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 two one zero one. It's six zero two eight 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 two one zero one. It's six zero nine nine six zero three zero eight. Nine nine six zero three zero eight. Nine nine six zero three zero eight. Eight 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 two one zero one. If you guys are watching, please give me a call because our our video count isn't working today for some reason. Actually, it shows that the video hasn't even started, even though we know that it has, because we've had two callers so far, both of whom can see us. If you can see us, give me a call on one of those numbers, please. So I know that we're connected to more than just two people. 888-2101-888-2101-996-0308-996-0308. Just a quick phone call from somebody out there, just to let me know that you are there. And you can see us live. If not, I have to sign us off a little bit early today. I'll wait for your phone calls. Sam, I, I know you're there. Sam, give me a call. Same, Sam, 996, your favorite number, 996-0308, 996-0308. These numbers are both 860-996-0308, 888-2101, 888-2101. By now, you guys have to have it memorized the way I do. Okay, let's play some traveling music here. Oh, we got a great. We got a call. Hey, Sam, how are you doing? Sam, are you there? Wait one second. Um, there we go. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay, I can hear you too, Sam. Sam, so can you see us? Are we live? Yes. 
Because here it doesn't show. They're breaking your show up so badly, it's hard to stay in tune to what the conversation is. What do you mean the show is breaking up? We're breaking up. Yeah, this show has been paused. Oh, it has been paused? I didn't know. And then it comes on, and then they pause it again, and it comes on. That's Facebook because we're talking about the COVID vaccines. Well, ain't they sweet? Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I'm sick to death of these people. I'm surprised Facebook didn't shut us down completely. But it was during the COVID vaccine that they were pausing us, wasn't it? Oh. You know what? I draw the line at putting this stuff in kids. I do too. That that it's an experimental drug in the first place. They don't know how it's gonna affect our kids. Well, there we go, they're gonna stop us again. Oh dear. <laughs> well, bless their little hearts. I tell you what, it's not going to do them any good. It will get out. All of this is going to get out. Yeah, this is how the rest of us feel about Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. But you can see us, Sam. Oh, yes, I can see you. Okay, and you can see me And when they don't break you up, I can hear you just fine. I'm sorry that they've been breaking this up, but that's what I get for talking about COVID and masks. <laughs> Facebook has already said that they will not let disinformation be spread. Well, isn't there, there is nothing here that I can't back up with facts, including what this doctor at a major hospital said about vaccinating children. He didn't think five-year-old children should be vaccinated. He thought they were too young, that it was too uh-huh. experimental on kids that little. And as far as masks are concerned, masks are indeed harmful. Even the CDC came out and said that masks on children can be harmful. They are. You can get bacterial pneumonia because the masks get so filthy dirty with everything in the world. And and it's making our kids sick. Jane won't let her kids wear masks unless they're changed frequently throughout the day. Jane, how often do they have to change their masks? They don't? I'm sorry, but uh, I I don't trust any of this. For some odd reason, I've never seen, even with polio when I was a little girl, people demanding that you get that shot. We trusted enough back then. We just did it. My sister, the Sandoff sister, was a polio pioneer. You remember what the polio pioneers were? Those were kids no, who volunteered. Those were kids who volunteered to take the polio vaccine. She was one uh-huh. of the volunteers. That was oh. way back in back in the day. That was when the vaccine first came out, and she yeah. became a polio pioneer. She's one of the few. Well, I had one of the first ones too. We lived in San Diego, California. My dad was in the Navy, and I mean to tell you, that I had a giant sore on my arm. I'll bet. That like <laughs> you never know what, I'm just, you'll never know, Sam. You absolutely never know what the in the initial stages what the side effects of these things are. Exactly. And and I, mean, I, I got, just don't uh, the, trust Just so Facebook knows I'm fully vaccinated. I've had both of my shots. I think I had I have Pfizer and that's a two shot vaccine. So I have both of mine and Jane is fully vaccinated as well. Neither one is 
Either one I of have, us have a HEPA booster. agreement she, with these people. She doesn't want me to share her information, so I'm not going to tell you which <laughs> vaccine she got. Yeah. Well, I've got the HEPA privacy, and I did not give permission to have that lifted. So I'm not telling. <laughs> yeah, I, I spoke too soon on Jane. I'm not going to tell you whether she did or didn't. Yeah. Well, it's none of their business. No, it's nobody's business. Not they they've broken their word on the HEPA law and everything. Where do we get any trust from these people? I don't. They I break their word too much. I certainly do not believe in the HEP, in the uh, vaccine passport. In other words, showing your vaccine uh, record, showing your health records in order to get into mm-hmm. a, in order to get into a movie theater or a restaurant. Sorry, I'll go hungry. Jane, oh, has, me too. Jane has a great rule as far as companies that say wear a mask when you get in here. Jane, what's your rule again? If the, if the sign on the business says no mask, no service. <laughs> oh. Jane says she won't well, go into the business. She'll find somewhere else to go. Exactly, and that's what we're all going to have to do. That's what we all should be doing. Yes. I won't go to the store if they demand I put a mask on. I said, too bad, honey. I'm out of here. Bye. Well, Sam, get, Try ready, that. To, get ready to take a bow here because I'm going to have to say goodbye and move on and talk to some other people here. Don't go away. Okay, sure. Wait a second. Y'all don't take go anywhere. Care. Sam, don't go anywhere yep. yet. Oh, okay. There you go. Take a bow. That's the audience <laughs> applauding. Sam, it's always good I'm to hear I'm bowing, from. honey. And Sam, I'm glad you were able to tell us that you can see us and you can hear oh, us yeah. too, right? Yep. So Absolutely, thanks. sure Keeps can. watching then, Sam. Thank- and you heard Tom Pesci then. Yes, I did. I love that man. I got to start getting on to his his blog more often. Just everything in my life seems to go upside down. That's where all his past <laughs> columns are. But if you go to radioadviceonline.com, you'll find his columns there too. Yeah, yeah. I've got to try to find some time to do that. And Sam, you got to <laughs> Sam subscribe to one of those podcasts. Sam, do you have a? Uh, or you have an Apple phone or an Android phone? No, I got an iPad. You got an iPad? Then subscribe on yeah. the, uh, subscribe to the Radio Vice Online and subscribe to the iTunes pod- version of the podcast. You'll be updated every time we do a podcast, and you can carry our podcast with you wherever you go. You'll be able to okay. listen whenever you want, Sam. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. We love you, Jim. Love Hang you in too, there, Sweetie. I will take care. Give Jane a hug for me. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's see if the sound of a sister. If I have time, I probably don't. I do. Let's see if I can find her on here real fast. If she was a polio pioneer, I wanted to get her to talk about that if she would. Hello. Hey, Barbara, you're on our live podcast. I just wanted to ask you a quick question. In light of all the vaccines that are going on right now and uh, the CDC saying that they've approved vaccines for kids as young as five, 
Dad, I have a doctor up here you know very well. He said he wouldn't, re- he would not recommend vaccin- vaccinating a child that young. Still, the reason we brought you on is because I told our audience that you were a polio pioneer. Can you tell our audience what a polio pioneer is? Sure, I'm happy to. Uh, it, it does reveal my age, though, but that's okay. Uh, basically, I was part of the original study in the uh, early 1950s, and uh, I was given a, gosh, I was given a vaccine, but I, I think in the end I was probably given a nothing. What they did is they had kids from schools all over the country that were sort of enrolled in this. I'm guessing mom and dad consented because they couldn't have done it without that. In any event, what they were trying to do was find out if the uh, if the sock uh, vaccine worked. So I was part of the study. And then what happened, I guess, after, hmm, I'm going to say three or four years after I got the jab, so to speak, um, the vaccine was approved by the FDA. And then I had to get the jab again because I hadn't gotten the vaccine. I had gotten, I guess, water or something or other. But that's that's how they tested uh, things in children then. Uh, But you might have gotten the vaccine. You just don't know. No, I don't think I did, because if I had actually gotten it, they wouldn't have vaccinated me again. Oh, I see what you mean. And you were vaccinated a second time. Yeah, I got I got a shot the second time. And I'm guessing that's because of my first shot. I was, quote, the control group. (laughs) But anyway, this the, the, the soft vaccine, the polio vaccine took years to get FDA approval. Um, and the people that were most harmed by polio were children. And one of their concerns was, mm, can a child handle this? And so I would be very concerned about giving um, the, the COVID vaccine to a child when we've only had, what, maybe six months of study? That's not going to tell us much about long-term effects. Plus, there have been a lot of side effects uh, associated with the vaccine. Yeah, but, uh, but we're also long-term. One of the things they wanted to know on the polio was any long-term effects. And at that point in time, long-term meant like uh, three to five years. Here, we're not even close to anything like that. No, we're not. We had Operation Warp Speed instead. We and and it's. I don't know, Jim. Obviously, I don't have children. I certainly don't have children of that age. I would be a little bit reluctant to vaccinate them. My heavens! I hope I'm not going to be canceled by somebody because of saying that. But I just don't think we have enough data yet to know whether there are long-term problems from this. Short-term, we know what those are, but long-term is the issue. But we won't know long-term for some time. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why, were I a parent, I wouldn't vaccinate my child, because what we do know is that COVID doesn't kill children. 
maybe if they have um, other issues going on, it can be a problem. But, but, but they are not, for example, a four-year-old who contracts COVID is not very much likely to die. Whereas but an 80-year-old... We know that, we know that uh, masks are indeed harmful to children. Well, of course they are. Anybody can... You can see that. I mean, um, how can a child learn how to enunciate, if that's the best word, when you can't see somebody's lips moving? Uh, Jane is one who says, by the way, that she can't even really hear somebody unless she can see their lips move. Well, a lot of people are that way. I tend to look at people's lips move just to make sure I'm hearing what I think I'm hearing. Uh, And none of that exists when children are wearing masks. I think think it was just a, a bad idea to require that masks be in place for children. And apparently now masks are being lifted in many states, but not for children. And those are the people who need it the most. These are the people who need to not wear a mask. And yet they're still required to wear a mask. I don't get it, Jim. None of this makes sense to me. None of it makes sense to me either. Um, Children are the ones who are least likely to get it, as you pointed out. Yet in many states, they're still being required to wear masks. Exactly. And it just... There are parents out there who actually jump all over Jane when she isn't wearing her mask, saying you're endangering my child. Well, you know, people, uh, here's the problem, Jim. When when we started to get the CDC involved in this, and particularly Dr. Fauci, I think their plan was to scare the crap out of Americans. And two year, after two years of this, there are many Americans who are still scared. So they see somebody without a mask, and to them, that person is a danger. Hi, Barbara. Barbara Jane. Hey, Jane. Um, You know, uh, the um, governor just lifted the um, mask um, mandate in the state, but we still have to go after the uh, superintendents and um, principals at school to see if they are going to lift it or not. But um, it's it's ridiculous. I went to a uh, optometrist. yesterday because I broke my glasses. They had to fix it. I went without a mask. Nobody said anything. Um, well, it's, it's it just, you just have to put your foot down and just, just, you just have to put your foot down. It's ridiculous. You, you, you I can, you, you I can do. pretend I can, I can pretend I have these masks that I wear that are beaded, um, mesh masks. They're, they're, they're joke. So yeah, James, I can pretend. I James can says pretend, I'm going to pretend to I, wear a mask, and you you, you can, can pretend that it works. That's my that's my logo. Um, that, that's that's the whole deal. Fortunately, I live in Florida, and our governor oh, has not succumbed so to that. And so masking is almost non-existent here. I do see people in masks. Uh, if you go to a doctor's office, the doctors, at least down here, still have you must wear a mask sign outside. But other than doctors, um, I don't know of any other place where I've ever seen a sign that says you must wear a mask. And now, as you say, we know from the CDC, they're useless. They are useless. They're just they're just stupid. My kids put their masks in their in the freezer. 
Now I bought them masks that are like mine. They're um, mesh. They're just not beaded. So you can't tell um, that they're a mesh. Um, but it's just ridiculous. Barbara, I, I didn't tell Jane I brought you on because I, you you were a polio pioneer. No, I heard it. I heard everything. Are you kidding me? I mean, they're being a They tested a vaccine on her. Actually, they didn't test a vaccine on you. You were part of the placebo group. I'm I'm thinking I was. Now I, again, I look at I look at my classmates. I mean, there were, gosh, there were thirty of us in the in I think it was first or second grade. Um, so oh some God. of us may have may have gotten the po- the polio vaccine, and the rest of us didn't. And then they waited years before they did it before it was approved. Before they had conclusions. They, Sure, they wanted to make sure there weren't any short-term side effects you can find out pretty quickly, like the person faints when they get the vaccine. But the long-term are the issues. Um, you know, uh, what's absolutely. going to happen to this person long-term? Absolutely. And, and um, this uh, doctor that Jim was talking about was disapproving of even vaccinating children as um, young as 11, not only five, and, and then now, I agree. Now they're talking five months up to eleven. Um, it's ridiculous. They don't know what no, the side effects are. That's going to. we don't know because we've only been testing it for months, right. not years. I was a years long test. You know, <laughs> this is a months long test. You know what the thing is? Um, this started with Trump. He started cutting the red tape. Right? Um, he was uh, approving. Um, yeah, exactly. Medication mm-hmm. for people Operation that were dying. Speed. He was trying to approve medication for people that were die dying. So exactly, you can make decision for yourself. Um, you can make decision for yourself. And uh, my child, my choice, right? As Jane's slogan, "My child, I my agree." Choice. So I um, absolutely agree. Now the reason so, this means so much to us, and Mom allowed you to get the. Uh, be one of the polio pioneers. Our audience should know that our Barbara's grandmother or my grandmother. Yeah, our grandmother had, had polio. polio. She yeah. had polio and she became crippled for life. Actually, and, later and in she, life, polio came back. It's called, I forget what it's called, double polio. So she was crippled twice as much. But, uh, I mean, she was a fighter. And I remember when I, when I, realized what this was about in other words the polio vaccine uh, and and when we finally found out that actually it did work i remember thinking damn i wish th- this, this had been around when my grandmother was a child mm-hmm. well I remember, I, it wasn't i remember nan chasing me around the kitchen table and look i'd be on the, under the table she pretend she i'd pretend to be hiding from her and she pretend not to be able to catch me she was clearly yeah. faster than I was. I was crawling, and, well, she, I, and she had and she had braces. And she had a, she had. I have a I have a fiberglass brace on. So you can imagine how light that is. And she had a metal brace. Yeah. No. I mean, she uh, uh, she was an amazing woman, and I think a lot of what is in all four of us children uh, comes from her and the grit that we saw from her. She has that Irish grit. That famous yep. Irish grit. She was yeah, not exactly. a Brennan, lest anybody think. I know that everybody everybody already knows uh, my mother's maiden name is Brennan, but she was not a Brennan. She married a Brennan. 
Yeah, she, she was a think, Doyle. She didn't think much of the brand at all. She actually. was a Doyle. She was a Doyle through Doyle. and through. And you guys are all feisty, and I love it about you. Feisty well, Irish. <laughs> I remember mom used to say, all you kids are Irish, none of you are Croatian. You're all Irish. Well, we well, are I guess Irish that, and Croatian. Well, combination. Um, it's a combination. Uh, Croatians yeah, you put them together. And if you know anything about Croatians, they're very feisty. They've been used by the um, Austrian army because they're very yes. feisty. Very feisty. Very true. Very, very true. Very. So, uh, Jim, there's nothing that can help us. We're just feisty. <laughs> Barbara, do you have Grandpa Jake's uh, Austrian passport? Somebody got it. I don't have it. I never saw it. Oh, so I don't mom, know. Mom had it. I remember seeing it multiple times. But I think uh, if Tom doesn't have it. We can discuss it another time. Tom doesn't have it. And Robert doesn't have it. And one of the cousins has it. You can discuss it another time. Okay. It's possible. But but anyway, that's the uh, being the polio kid of the, uh, of the early 50s and being part of the study on about the vaccine and you were and in a, that you was said you were in a second grade i think so first or second wow. grade i know wow. i know i was little obviously at that point in time i wasn't feisty enough to fight off the nurse well, it was well yeah, but it, it, was your, it was your parents decision yeah, i think it? mom and dad allowed <laughs> it i think mom and dad allowed it because of nan's about uh, with polio i think that's true yeah. i think that's true that you would get it well, but I think everybody at that point in time, Jim, people were still concerned about that virus, mm-hmm. and it struck children. It didn't strike eighty-year-olds; it struck children. Barbara, so why we did they needed tell us to find out not to go out in the sun and get sweaty and tired. Why were we told not to do that in the summertime? It seemed polio <sighs> always struck in the in the summer. Yes, it seemed to. Like I don't know why. Unlike. Most of the flus that we have, or the viruses that show up in the winter, that seem to show up in the summer. Hmm. Well, pretty strange, but Barbara took a lot of courage on your part, and also on mom and dad's part, to take that risk. Well, I I didn't know I was taking a risk. You know, that's the whole thing when you when you're maybe uh, seven or eight years old, you don't know these things. Well, your parents do, and you trust your parents. Right, that's where you go, my child, my choice. Yep. Um, you know, parents should be educated and should know what they're doing with their children. That's our closing music, Barbara. Barbara, thank you for okay. your input ah. once again. I back down. I can't believe I no, came I back on. Back down. Barbara, Barbara, you're, thank you're you for the joining best. us. You were great. You're more than welcome. Sure you're more than welcome. Thank you, polio pioneer. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, bye, okay, bye Jane, Barbara. give us our traveling music, if you would, please. Um, I cannot believe um, Thank you. No, I wanted to talk about the um, vaccination. Yeah, go um, ahead. And the masking. About Do you want to talk more? Yeah, I want to talk more, okay, but uh, nobody's going to be on because five is on. Um, but I'm talking about um, we have to go and petition. It seems like right now at this point we have to petition after the uh, governor decided that the masks are no longer uh, required. Um, we have to go and petition the um, 
what are they called? Uh, the, the, the superintendents. The Board of Education, the superintendents. Superintendents. Why? Um, if, if it's not required and if it's a CDC doesn't CDC approve says, of it, doesn't it's approve stupid. Masking. Um, that like masking I, is even bad for kids. Like CDC I was saying, said. I can pretend that I'm wearing a mask and you can pretend that it works, but it, it doesn't do anything. Yeah, that woman in Stop and Shop jump all over you, even though the mask you were wearing probably uh, wasn't doing that anything. That woman help, was right? just um, out of her mind. What did she say? Well, no, actually, she was very civil when we were talking. She was okay. She said that she has a um, child that... Um, not Anything ch- here? No. She has a uh, granddaughter that is a... Um, um, what do you call it? She's not fully um, aware of things. So she's, she, she's... Yes. Um, what do you call it? Okay, I'm uh, tired. She's mentally challenged? Yes. Um, so she takes her mask off. So what makes you think that other takes, other kids don't take their mask off? If you are that concerned, then you need to vaccinate your grandchild um, because other children cannot be held responsible for your child's health. It, it is what it is. In other words, they say we're all in this together. We're not. We're not. Own. We're not. Because that's you're a com- on your own. A, actually, you're on your own. That's a communist slogan. Yes, it is. Um, but um, it's it's just you have to understand that you are not protected by somebody pretending to wear a mask because they are not necessarily washing their hands. They are not necessarily not wiping their nose. You don't understand. You want to be protected, then you get the vaccine. It is what it, it's horrible, but it is what it is. Now the the mandate is being lifted. Um, again, it is what it is. You want to wear a mask? Wear a mask. Do not require me to wear a mask because I will not. Because it doesn't do anything. Anyways, um, I cannot believe I came on. Glad you did. Yeah, well, you did a very good job by yourself. Um, and he'll be on next week. It will, I'll always be on. He can always count on me. Wasn't on? As I sign off. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. And you I won't back down. We'll always stand for a smaller, leaner, less intrusive government, one that doesn't mandate masks or mandate vaccines, no mandates. Thank you all for joining us. Hopefully, next. Next time, I'll be able to work out this Facebook problem. Because it's, it's, it's a Facebook problem. But if I can't, we'll be YouTube live. We'll certainly give directions on Facebook on how to get there. But thank you again for joining us. I appreciate it very much. See you next Wednesday at 4 o'clock. <laughs>